This is episode 8 of GQ Style Podcast Corporate, 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 Corporate. I'm Will Welch, and I'm here with this dude. Hey, introduce yourself, man. I'm Noah Johnson. Episode 8, which is an infinity sign, kind of turned on its side. It is indeed. It's also the numbers between 7 and 9. Yeah, huge. huge uh, today we are going to talk about influence. This is kind of the third in an accidental trio, a triumvirate of topics that started two weeks ago with uh, Noah and I analyzing uh, the the personal brand and, and the modern landscape, mm-hmm. how your personal, what your personal brand is, and what gives it shape. Uh, last week we talked about shopping, which is kind of like um, the last step before getting dressed. And now we're going to back it up a bit and talk about the role of influence. What influences the way we dress? Like where, what shapes our personal brand? What drives us to stores? This is we're developing like a whole new like school of psychology. This is like the new id, ego, and super ego. This is <laughs> personal like the, branding, this shopping, is, and influence. <laughs> this is how. This is actually what makes you who you are. Noah is clearly Doctor Freud, <laughs> and I am a uh, lost patient. Um, but no, it's really about like what drives the men's fashion culture. Is it celebrities? Is it magazines like GQ Style? Is it the advertising of the brands themselves? Is it their fashion shows? Is it social media? Is it social influencers? Um, Noah, to start, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Celebrity influence on fashion and personal brand. Is it on the wax or the wane? Is it on the rise or is it on the fall? I think it's. I think it's still on the rise. I think that's getting stronger just because so many other platforms have sort of fallen off or evolved into new places i'm thinking of like tumblr i don't know i mean maybe kids are still heavy on tumblr checking out the johns but i think more so we get so much more direct real-time access to what people are wearing right now where they got it what it is links to buy it that like that's the new mode you know that's why there's like whole accounts just dedicated to like one celebrity and what he wears every day yeah absolutely um increasingly smaller and smaller celebrities seem to have those it's so yeah there's always like weird ones shout out to shia (laughs) (laughs) i mean shia is the god but i think there's a lot of i don't even know like you know does joe jonas have one of those type types of accounts or does you know i'm sure he does it just has a limited following (laughs) i don't know why you sam but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just thinking that i feel like it's a game like it's everyone's game now and while you know like Kanye Daily or whatever it's called is probably still like among among the top of the top that there's probably one for like every other every other famous kid who, who wears jeans out there. Yeah. And there's of course the the actual accounts of the people themselves. It doesn't have to be a meta account analyzing. And I'm I'm in favor this is something I'm in favor of. One of my favorite websites on the internet is Upscale Hype. Yeah. Which um uh you know never mind it's it's journalistic qualities but just like <laughs> i don't know if everyone's familiar with upscale hype or why i'm plugging this website so hard but it's just it chronicles fits and um a lot of them are just the famous people that people want to see regularly you know the russell westbrooks of the world or whoever else and then there's always like random r&b singers you've never heard of who have you know i'm just saying they they follow tristan thompson's every <laughs> outfit awfully closely i do have some ethical questions but um I love it. It just pops up. I follow it on Twitter and it pops up and I check it out. Now I'm not I was gonna say you keep saying the website. Do you go to do you go to like upscalehype.com or do you follow them on Instagram? No, I follow them on Instagram yes. and watch carefully yes, for sure. That's correct. I don't I'm not going to the URL. I mean what's great is they also break they tell you you don't just see the fit, they tell you everything they're wearing. Yeah. And you and there's a, I kinda like that there's like no editorial, you know? Yeah. Like our friends at, you know, GQ do a lot of like celebrity coverage and they'll 
they'll take a fit and they'll break it down like what they like about it, what they don't like about it, why yeah. it's working, whatever, and they editorialize it in a way that's useful for lots of people. I also like the other version, which is just like, here's a dude in clothes, and here's <laughs> what they are. Lewis Hamilton is wearing Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, I laugh because they look, you know, it's just like kind of like they just like got in a fight in a department store dressing room and like walked out yeah. with whatever they picked up off the floor and that's that but some dudes have it hell yeah let me ask you this yeah do you ever um pursue a john that you've seen on upscale hype no i don't think so just because it's like a different world of stuff yeah yeah i also like we can get into this more but like my whole response and kind of why the world of influencers and influence is a mystery to me is i feel like i spent my whole life trying to not be influenced that was the thing right you don't yeah. see something on someone and then go buy it get your own look baby that's like yeah that's like rule number one <laughs> now i definitely am like heavily influenced by um i love looking at like old getty image searches and i'll just but i'm not like looking at like old pictures of like christian slater and then going like from the 80s and buying what he's wearing i'm just like catching a vibe and i'm into it right and similarly like, but we also have to acknowledge that you did not uh, come up with your personal style in a fever dream last night. <laughs> Some, something has been, you've been borrowing from some something somewhere. Totally. But I think it works in more, for me it's more like, all right, I see what he did there. What's my version of doing that? Right. You know what I mean? Totally. It's not like I'm going to go recreate this outfit, which is what a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of kids recreate Kanye West outfits piece for piece and even if they can't afford you know even if they don't have the vintage the archive helmet lang jeans they go find a similar paint splattered gray jean that kind of zara like, or whatever yeah, exactly yeah. let's just go ahead and pause for a second and say if you do that don't do that yeah i think you should not do that get your own look man. yeah or like sam let's put some effects on that get <laughs> your own look i mean I'm in, and I'm in favor of all types of thievery. I think if you see something you like that a, a creative genius came up with, steal it. But you got to make it your own. You got to do you gotta something flip it. with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, mimicry is not really what you want to do. You want to just straight jack the. You know, what was the impetus there? What was the, what was that person doing or trying to do? And and like and then go do that yourself and right. the result will be different. Yeah. Through run it through your own filter. Yeah. This makes it sound like we're talking about like you know first year MFA students like <laughs> learning how to like develop like you know talking about contemporary You got to kill all your darlings. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, here we are. There you have it. Um I w I'm going to agree with you that the celebrity thing is only on the rise. The, the other thing is that through social media more and more people are qualifying as a celebrity. Yeah. You know, there's like there there are independent designers who have built huge followings. And, right. You know, you see their every move like, you know, and the kids that hang around of them. the pod. Yeah. Yeah. And then the extended kids. Oh, I've been wondering something. Hmm. To what extent can the era of the ugly sneaker that we're in right now? Yeah. A person, a favorite topic of yours. I know. Oh, yeah. I love it. How much of that can be traced back to Ian Connor and the Skechers? I mean, I don't know. It's was that a part of the wave? Was that an early like was the Rafs was the Raf sneaker out when Ian was on social media wearing Skechers? I mean, there's no way I'm gonna have this like timeline correct, but Go with your gut, dude. I'm gonna it's say just a podcast. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> say whatever you want. I'm gonna say that um it was bubbling up and Ian Connor saw it early. Very early. And right. that's what the good ones 
the good like influencers whatever are are good at that's yeah. what they do and it still makes me laugh when people are like oh yeah the balenciaga sketchers i mean that's funny i was thinking about it a great also thing. so real those shoes like hit Mr. Porter recently and they sold out very quickly. I think they're like not $800. And then I was like looking at it. And if you ever hold one, I was like, you know, if you do the math, there's about four sneakers worth of material in that shoe. That's so if true. you just do four times like, you know, 150, 200 bucks, it's totally worth the money. It's like $600 in rubber. <laughs> and then the rubber has been like, you know, somebody like whittled at it. Somebody like spit on it and rubbed it with a nail file. Yeah, I want Demna for both for Balenciaga and um, Vetmont. I want him to like take on one of those like a full transparency policy. What do you call it? Where like your whole supply chain is like vertical. Is, is yeah, like I want to know like how much all his materials cost and like where he's, what, what what he pays the factories. Tell me what the margin it. is, dude. <laughs> I read an inter- speaking of influence, Noah. I read an interesting. I, I was actually kind of astounded. I read a piece in WWD last night, and it was talking about how huge the influencer thing is in the women's space still. Yeah, and uh, some extraordinary amount of traffic to like. Nordstrom, Sephora, Netta Porter, like 18% of their traffic is coming from referrals. Uh, and a huge cut of the referrals, like somewhere in the, in the ballpark of 80%, is coming from influencer networks. So in the women's space, social media influencers is still a huge thing where there's like a blogger girl, like Man, Man Repeller or whoever, yeah. who's like, oh, I, w- I was like at this party birthday party this weekend and here's what i wore and here's a version of that shoe on nordstrom.com and then people are clicking through yeah at at alarming rates and then converting to purchase yeah at alarming rates um does this have anything to do with menswear i don't know that it kind of blows my mind i don't think i don't think that's happening in menswear right now i think there are a bunch of like men's style Instagram accounts and whatnot that aren't on my radar that have hundreds of thousands of followers that are probably doing some low-key version of this yeah and shout out to all those dudes get that money i but this is like this is a relationship that is way more advanced and has evolved way beyond like the the menswear influencers that existed at one point in time who sort of have kind of mostly faded to like you know the upscale thing or or gotten real jobs and abandoned their blogs 100 percent. yeah i shouldn't even i shouldn't even I said that as though it was like a negative thing. I think you're right. I think more likely what happened is they built a thing that was successful and was recognized, and they went and took it in a different direction. They took a salary. Rather than... What's crazy about this, what was really surprising about this to me, is it's not conversion through their social media. It's people going to their actual dot-coms. Yeah. I just didn't know that anyone ever did that anymore, gender aside. But anyway, it's not really happening in the men's space. No, I don't think so. And this also calls to mind like kind of the difference between like influence as a metric and influence as in like an active force in your life yeah. that we feel. Right. And like um, I see more, you know, to me, influence is more interesting just in terms of like, you know, the psychology of making decisions about what to buy and what to wear and how to wear it. And, every, you know, also what music to listen to and like where to travel to and what hotels to stay in and shit. But um, that other side of it, it doesn't feel like we... I don't know. I mean, maybe I hope maybe I should like get a deal with Nordstrom and make a million dollars. Like if you dude, if you can capture the audience <laughs> and I think you would need to diversify your fits a little bit. <laughs> I think I would need to multiply uh, all, the, all, all my- these T-shirts aren't going to make you a million <laughs> bucks, my brother. Um, let me ask you this between celebrity driven uh, uh, between uh, celebrity driven encounters, mm-hmm. um, magazines, 
GQ style, 032C, Vogue. I don't know whatever you're reading. Yeah. Advertising from the actual brands. So campaigns, be they digital, IRL, print, um, fashion shows, social media, all this stuff. Which ones can you cop to, like, if if you're really breaking it down, having an, a, a legitimate effect on your personal brand and on your purchasing decisions? Oof. Let's go. So hard to admit. Yeah. Um, and if I, I think. Oh, if and I'm, then we got to add grassroots in there, like homies, extended yeah. network, GQ style water cooler talk with Lily and Sam, Lavalaji. Yeah. I think if I'm being really honest, and this is going to seem disingenuous, but I don't feel much influenced by a lot of the stuff that you named. Um, are you doing a rigorous self-examination? <laughs> I'm trying. Or are you just saying what you want to be the truth? Well, the grassroots thing is like a, a no-brainer for of sure. Course. I would say like 90% of it comes from that. I definitely buy things that came from conversations I had with people. Um or you get turned on to brands that way, and then you go explore yeah. and make your own decisions. Um, I don't. So brand advertisements, I I really think don't have much of an effect on me. And interesting, even when I like appreciate their artistic merit, but I really I think I just come from a generation or from a background that intentionally looked away from the advertisements because that's sort of like you know that's corporate money. That's you got not. Blinders it's on. like church and state. You know, I mean, it's a little bit. Which is weird and not, this is not a cool, this is not how like a fashion editor should be or how most of them are. A lot of people pay really close attention to what's in the campaigns. You're just so punk rock, you know, it's like. <laughs> no, I'm sort of just like not sophisticated enough, but, um, the, you know, they just don't, they feel like they don't apply to me. And I don't necessarily think they're supposed to, like, I don't even know how much these days, those ads. They don't want your money. No. Your money's they, no good like, to them. Yeah. It's more like, they're definitely effective in terms of. You know, like Raph's new Calvin ads and Alessandro McKelly's Gucci ads, which we've talked about, definitely contribute to my overall impression of those brands. Yeah. Um, and when if the time were to come for me to buy something from those brands, I would say the ads would, yeah, they would partly inform, like me choosing to spend my money with them or aligning with them in some way. But what what I think you're, uh, my interpretation of what you're saying, I think there's something really interesting there. I mean, everything you say is interesting, but there's Thanks. there's a really interesting nugget in there, which is that at this point, advertising is, uh, like, like fashion brands, ad campaigns, is less about a direct, like, put this piece in front of the consumer and watch them buy it, and more about uh, uh, another arm of the articulation of the world of the brand. And when it's done effectively, it contributes meaningfully to, to your overall feeling of the world of the brand and when done effectively it uh, when done ineffectively it detracts Definitely. from your overall yeah. feeling of like the heat and relevance yeah and that is taking you either one step closer or one step farther away yeah and i think that it does and the results of that are like felt and then it it's like a 360 thing right like with there was a time when i really wanted like some fur lined gucci slip-on loafers yeah like real bad yeah and it was definitely because a lot of like, I, you know, the Jared Leto's of the world were like wearing them on upscale hype. <laughs> and, yeah. And and the, that shit was awesome because it was like spending a lot of money on something that made you laugh and made you feel yeah. awesome. And I think that like, you know, their ad campaigns and their runway, you know, everything that, that the, the brand was doing contributed to that. Now, I didn't end up buying them and I don't, you know, I would still like maybe want a pair. I don't know. The moment of that for me has passed a little bit, but. It, it's hard to separate the like components of the brand strategy and say which ones influenced you and which ones didn't. Yeah. It's yeah. like cumulative. I will say that for me, going to the fashion shows and 
as a result following the fashion shows looking at the women's shows which yeah. i which i don't go to for the most part um definitely has an effect uh definitely influences me like uh the immersion whether you're just clicking through slides or actually physically at the shows in the headspace of the designers yeah. in the in the fashion world definitely plugs me in in a way that i would not ordinarily be if i was like I don't know if I was still a music editor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's interesting. It's like, uh, I mean, maybe it goes ties in a little bit to that idea of like all, all of these things in the modern internet driven era are subcultures. Yeah. And when you immerse yourself in a subculture, you start recognizing the markers and like playing the game, mm-hmm. playing the game of that subculture to an extent. Um, so like I didn't really understand, um, Prada until I went to my first Prada show. Yeah. Um, or, and I think this again applies to to just like paying attention to it, whether or not you're actually in attendance. Like Alessandro Michele's Gucci shows are like his advertisements; they give you that feeling yep. that he's trying to project, and that does, I think, um, it's it has everything to do with your relationship to act to a pair of pants or a suit or a jacket. Yeah, I do think the thing I totally strong agree, and then. There's like one more step for me that takes it to a place where I feel like activated. And it's when this is sort of a funny thing to like admit, but it's when I see like something from that Prada show, like on someone who I think is interesting. It comes to life. Yeah. Yeah. Partly because like I'll appreciate the show and think about the show and have all types of deep thoughts about, you know, the meaning of life and how fashion relates to it. But then it's like, you know, I follow this dude, Stephen Mann, the stylist in London, and I'm like, you know, he has, like, impeccable taste, I think. And then I'll see he gets, like, the fur Prada belt, and suddenly I'm like, oh, Ooh, shit. Maybe that is a move. The fur Prada <laughs> belt. So that's, like, heavily, like, you know, I've been heavily influenced by sort of the entire world of Prada, the Prada show, the Prada collection, and then it was kind of brought home. I mean, I should give Stephen Mann more credit. I was influenced by him in this in this yeah. made-up case. but he t- He's one of the taste gods to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and those there, people there exist. You know, I like like ASAP Nast. I think has this sort of effect. You know, ASAP like people, Nast. I don't know why. I don't Nasty know, Nast, like, friend of the pod. No, but like shout out to Nast. He's one of the dudes that I think you can look at his his. Um, just speaking of influencers, and you know. Yeah, he's got it. He's, he's he'll like, make you want a Conde de Garcon cardigan, like. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, and he's like, you're not gonna just you don't see the stuff he's doing really in many other places at least as far as where i'm I, you know i don't know who's influencing nest somebody is i don't know but davinder banhart's one of those dudes to me yeah i'm like oh i do want a pair of sandals that just wraps around my toe <laughs> <laughs> and i think and i also think it's good to note like i don't i don't dress anything like asap nast yeah like, it's just cues, I, I man. I don't even like aspire it's to. Just cues. But I think this is going. Don't back worry, to my Noah. <laughs> we don't think you jock Stephen Mann and ASAP Nass. You are your own. Noah's so uncomfortable with this whole topic. I'm yeah. really enjoying it's myself. It's super random that 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 names even come up for me. I guess, but whatever. Shout out to Nass and Stephen Mann, friends of the pod. For, for I mean, I'm going to be repeating myself a little bit, but for me, it's just the immersion factor. It's like once I get in a world, I want to start picking apart and find my find my way in it. Yeah, and and so. I would actually say, like, if fashion is something you're interested in, but you don't really, like, have a clear path through it, the first thing I would recommend is, like, go click through the the, the biggest, most important men shows. Yeah. And just kind of, like, take some cues, catch a vibe. 
I also have to say I enjoy getting like f- I always take September Vogue and look at all the campaigns. Yeah, that to me is super exciting. Yeah. It's in part because I'm a magazine editor, so I'm involved with like uh, photographers mm-hmm. and 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 creative direction and all that kind of stuff and casting the whole nine. Yeah, and the campaigns is like. Um, in a way, that done at its most expensive. Yeah, definitely. It's like no holds barred yep. um, uh, image making. And for me, that is like really exciting. Well, that's that's my homework for this weekend. There's another thing I wanted to bring up, which is street style. Yep. I used to, I do it less so these days, maybe because I, like, I know more people in the photos. But I used to look at Tommy Tan's yeah. street style. Would you take styling cues or like looking at pieces? It was probably mostly sort of styling cues, yeah. you know. That's like, what that to me was the revelation of street style is like uh, a, a concentrated place to look at how people were flipping stuff. Yep, and that was like Tommy Don, you know, Phil O. Now Dan Roberts, I really like. He shoots for GQ. Um, there's a bunch of others out there. That's obviously a pretty different landscape now. I think you know street style is in a, a, a state of identity crisis trying to figure well, out how, what it's going to become but like there was a time when that really f- that really felt like the best way to like catch a vibe and, and in regards to dance. street style i think it's tough when you go from being the cool new thing and yeah. it's like fresh because yeah. everything about street style for for several years was really fresh it yeah. was like a new it was a whole new kind of editorial yeah and now it's just an it's been around and it's just another kind of editorial yeah and so it's lost that gloss, but I think it's like it's still relevant, it still matters, and it's it's now like permanently part of the mix. Yeah, it's just not like the cool new way to look at things. Right, that's true. It's familiar, even like the image composition and stuff, like the totally. angles. You know, Tommy's angles were like seemed really important. Tommy's angles got jacked hard, big time. He doesn't Dude, get enough credit for that. Yeah, and and I think that's what is uh uh I mean always cool about Tommy, and then Phil O kind of like twisted it in a yep. new way he's got a weird eye yep. and then the ultimate the ultimate weird eye mordecai of course mr mort yeah like mr mort you know he just sees the fashion he sees fashion in the most unfashionable places or the last places anybody else thinks to look and it's usually like old dudes who are missing teeth <laughs> but like have a really new concept about cargo <laughs> cargo shorts that they're ready to present to the world i definitely used to in the days of like it's um, the tuna fish sandwich squad in the days of like, everybody everybody <laughs> in those photos smells like tuna fish sandwiches it's so dope <laughs> shout out to the all those friends of the pod but i would definitely like there was a time when i would go to mrmort.com and just scroll through all the images just take it in yep yeah. Uh, where do you think we're headed with with all this shit? Is like, well, the other thing that's interesting is um, the 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 move, especially through social media, which we cannot l- tell a lie. This is where all, most of the shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the, to me, we're in the era of like the micro star. Mm-hmm. So for you, it's um, ASAP Nast. For like, <laughs> for 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 GQ's Jake Wolf, it's like. Um, Jerry Lorenzo or something. Yeah, Gully you know? Guy Leo. You know, you know, Gully Guy Leo is like a teenager in London. Who who's wears, Gully Guy Leo? He's like a num- number one Supreme fan. Who gets Blondie him. McCoy. Yeah, Blondie's legend, yeah. He's a legend f- of the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to be calling him a legend well, he's a good two skate- years from good now. Good skateboarder. Okay. Skate legend Blondie <laughs> McCoy. Palace, Palace Don Blondie <laughs> McCoy. Um, And I think th- it's interesting to like, do you ever uh, go through your the people you follow on instagram and just shed some no some dudes who are no longer capturing the zeitgeist (laughs) 
The funny thing about that is I like eh, I, I don't I'm gonna re- unfollow you now. The funny thing is I don't remember to because it's too easy to keep scrolling. Yeah. But I should do that. It's really strange. I think one of the funniest things about Instagram is like the amount of information that you have of people that you randomly decided to follow at two in the oh, morning yeah. one night. Totally. And you're like, Oh yeah, I know all that guy's friends and like <laughs> I, know, I know like what he eats. And um, the, yeah. the way he wears his socks. Yeah. Oh, he's dating that model. Even though it was like yeah. the the most random follow of all what, time. What parties they're going I to? I think that's kind of fucking twisted. Yeah. I think it it's is. a twisted element of yeah. Instagram. So and there are no doubt like people who randomly followed me and and you know see me jumping off a rock and are like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Sometimes I do think that, and I'm like, I don't have a, like a massive following, but it's definitely more people than I know. And sometimes I'm like, it's weird that I don't have 100 followers. <laughs> yeah. It would be much more comfortable <laughs> if I had 100 followers. But you're going to get that million dollars off your influence. I know. So let's go. You need to By, build. Before I'm like 60, maybe I'll get there. But And also, Instagram stories takes all that shit to a whole nother level. 100%. Because it's like I'm now dancing at your dinner party yeah. with you. I live for the stories. but the stories, From my creepy bedroom. Stories are actually the main reason I start to unfollow people because that's when it that's when you really get into like the dark stuff. You're like, yeah. I have 12 stories of you in the back of an Uber, like dancing to a little Uzi Vert song. I'm out. <laughs> Unfollow. Um, you lost me. But in terms of where this is all headed, I don't know, but I have, I have like a hope. My like, I hope that GQ dest- style destroys everyone. <laughs> well, takes all the power and all the influence. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, exactly. So the first answer where this is all headed is GQ style takeover. Number one influence force authority and all others are put to bed. The other possible scenario that I would hope is like, don't people get embarrassed? Isn't it embarrassing when you show up somewhere wearing the same thing as someone else? I think we got to keep saying that it is embarrassing because it is and it should be. But some people just, they it me it away. And I can't say this you enough. You can't it me it away. And when I say, when I'm like, nah, I don't really get influenced like that. What I mean, what I'm saying is that it is intentional because I don't want to show up to the same spot as that dude wearing the Pharrell mountain hat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. the Pharrell mountain hat, the Vivian Westwood mountain hat is dope. I yeah. kind of want one. Yeah. I would never get one and wear it because then I'd be at the same party as Pharrell. <laughs> a friend of the pod, Pharrell, shows up and I'm like, damn, same hat. Uh, it's a really weird dated reference. It's just what popped into my mind. But in even in a smaller way, like the kids that I follow, you know, kids who like skate for Supreme or whatever, who I think are cool and have cool style, if they're like doing a thing, like I, I don't feel like I'm going to take that and do it. Yeah. Because that would just be awkward and embarrassing for me when the yeah. time comes that I have to like face the reality of what I've done. Could get weird for everyone at the bar. <laughs> um, I guess my point is like my hope is that the evolution of this it 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 encourages or people will start to just like do their own thing more, like to continue to like enjoy upscale hype as entertainment and then do their own thing rather than copy the fits. In summation, can't say it enough. Would you say it? Get your own look. Hey. Uh, let's do some vibes, Noah. 13, 13 Vibes is our world-famous, not-so-fast lightning round of things we're feeling right now. Would you please start us off? Vibe time. Um, my first one is is um, aspirational and also um, soliciting suggestions, maybe, but bathrobe. I don't own a bathrobe. Man, you but don't? I'm going to get one. I've got a and bunch of bathrobes. What? Yeah. One of them is from El Cosmico, the the uh, the the motel yurt tent oh. and RV camping ground you in, in Marfa. Yeah. I paid them for it. Yeah, of course. 
course. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> no, no, I went into the gift shop and I paid for one that was shrink wrapped. I you didn't take the it. one that like Beyonce was wearing the week, the week before I got there or some smelly camper dude. No, I went to the gift shop and I bought one. It was just so cozy you took it home? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm going to do next time I go to a nice hotel. I'm going to buy a I, I also I also bought some Galabayas in Egypt, yeah. which have a bathroom-like effect. Uh-huh. I wear those around the house. My well, loungewear game is thorough. I'm sure. I feel like my loungewear game is thorough, too, but it's missing one key component, which is the robe. Yeah. So by naming it a vibe, I'm like forcing myself to get my shit right. I'm not going to put your personal business out on the pod, <laughs> but given the new phase of your life that you recently entered, yeah. you need a bathrobe and you need it fast. That's kind of why this is on here, so look out. My first vibe of this, of this week is the suburbs. Ooh. Yeah. So I live in a suburb of New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got back. I spent some uh, time this weekend in Nashville with my friends. Uh, shout out to friends of the pod, Jason and Amanda. Uh, they recently moved from inside of Nashville to a rural part of Nashville. Yeah. Um, and we just had the fucking best weekend chilling on some land. And the the suburbs I'm talking about are not the like cookie cutter suburbs that um you know that various punk rockers like Noah Johnson have have always <laughs> raged against. I'm talking about like my town my town is like woodsy. Yeah. It's like it's a small hilly. town. Yeah. It's a hilly woodsy small town that happens to be within striking distance of New York City. Yeah. Um so I'm talking about I just begin to beginning to wonder as I've made this journey myself when the uh, demographics of our generation are going to move from everybody flocking to urban yep. cent- centers and it's going to start to leak back out. It's going to reverse to where the vibes are. It's going to happen. What do you got? You said suburbs. I immediately thought Halloween egging houses, toilet yeah. papering trees. Um, where you grew up, did you? W- we called it rolling trees. What did y'all call it? papering tp yeah paper yeah to- we, i think we called it this is very toilet papering toilet papering yeah pa- toilet papering we got rolled we would kind of just say you egging. just got rolled we'd say egging and then rolled is so fucking cool um next vibe i walked out of the house this morning in brooklyn it was a little chilly it was a little gray you know what i did i put my sunglasses on <laughs> no sun no still sun. sunglasses yeah a lot of people that is a vibe and i'm not it's like and i'm also like if you want to keep your sunglasses on in the subway so you don't have to look at people or let people see your bloodshot eyes because you've been crying all morning because you hate your job it's fine wear your sunglasses on the subway wear your sunglasses on a gray day wear your sunglasses all winter winter sunglasses fall sunglasses i'm down my preference i like sun buddies they're like funky swedish sunglasses brand that i want to shout out um but whatever your preferred brand is, put your Celines on and walk in a, you know, through the rain to the subway and wear them all the way to work. I'm into it. Uh, I've just been noticing the past week that when I pick up my phone looking for distraction, uh, I've been going to Twitter first instead of Instagram. Whoa. Yeah. I am not terribly active on Twitter myself. Yeah. Um, but it's just a little shift I've been noting, noticing recently. I think the image assault is getting to me and I'm looking for uh, content with words. Interesting. Maybe the news or not the news, just just conversate whatever people are talking about. Yeah, just the news but also in the links to like, the you links. know, New Yorker stories or whatever, but yeah. also but also the jokes. The jokes. Yeah. Um this is Corporate Lunch episode 8, which is a um uh 90 degree uh infinity sign, but I feel like we don't pay tribute to our name enough, so my next vibe is catered meetings. <laughs> okay, good to know. Fuck any meeting that's not catered. Sammy, taking note of this. This, is, I me, want, this, one, this one seems directed at me and you. <laughs> I want 
I want it to be acknowledged how awkward this is for me to be saying this right now in front of Will Welch, my boss. But I'm not, you know, some people like, I don't get out of bed for anything less than like $10,000. I don't get out of bed for anything less than a coffee and a croissant. Than a motherfucking French pastry. <laughs> Butter-based, flaky French and pastry. And I just encourage everyone else, like, if this shit is not catered, just walk out. Because that's how, that's, oh, man. Catered meeting. Don't show up. Don't talk, don't don't share any of your ideas unless like you're getting like a quarter ham and cheese sandwich. Uh, I'm gonna look at my budgets and get back to you now. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Florida Project, the new w- Willem Dafoe movie, or as we like to call him here at GQ Style, William Dafoe. <laughs> the homie, shout out, friend of the pod, William Dafoe. Uh, is Sean Baker directed it. The coolest thing about the Florida Project is you basically spend um, an hour and a half chasing around these little kids it's basically from the point of view of little kids running around a really crappy rundown motel in strip mall florida um it's just a moving dope indie movie so i, I would recommend it and we, our boy william to friend of the pod pod is a he is the emotional center he's the one that keeps this thing on the rails he's a master yeah um speaking of masters my dad came over this weekend and um, I was heavily influenced by his fit, which included like a 20-year-old super faded orange button-down shirt. It was probably like Chaps, Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren Chaps yeah. line that he got at Marshall's 20 know, years well. ago. What do you mean by 20-year-old? 20-year-old. Tw- tw- a 20-year-old. I, I mumbled. Yeah. A tw- an old faded orange shirt, and he was wearing it with baggy blue chinos and these like brown moccasins. He looked like, you might have thought he was homeless. He was like very, he's like a very Mordecai, uh, Mr. Mort sort of Mr. Mort ready. Look, but- my vibe is orange because he was ah. wearing this orange shirt that I was strongly aligned with. I should have just told him to give it to me, but he looked good in it, so he gets to keep it. But I'm in the market. I'm probably going to get like an orange, a faded-ish pumpkin kind of faded pastel-y orange sweater and wear it all winter. Mr. Johnson, friend of the pod. Yeah. We should have him in sometime. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I'm going to go with Keith Meyerson show at Marlboro Gallery, Mar- Marlboro Contemporary in Chelsea right now. Um, he's kind of best known. It's a little awkward talking about it here at One, One World Trade Center for <laughs> his paintings of people falling out of the uh, out of the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, you know, he, he it's a series of shows he's been doing called My American Life, and the shit is just really moving. So check it out. I'm gonna go see it. And if you're not in New York City, just Google him. Um, the next vibe, which is vibe number niner nine. The skateboarding and uh, Adidas shoe collection of legend Dennis Busenitz, who is uh, German dude Busenitz. All right, Busenitz. People say it all different ways, but he's got a um, he's an ama- one of the best like most influential skaters in the last like ten or fifteen years. Skates super fast and technical and in control and with just like amazing grace. And he's just a legend. And you should watch all of his tricks on YouTube. But he has a collection of sneakers w- that's been running for years now with Adidas that I think is just like the best skate shoe line out right now. He doesn't get enough credit. I wear them all the time. They all kind of look like soccer shoes. Um, there's a few different versions. Do you mostly skate in them or do you wear them as street shoes? I mostly both? only skate in them. Yeah. But the reason it's a vibe right now is because they just put out a new one that's called the Adidas Buznets RX that's kind of like a cooler, sort of more stylish version that's like a little less skate heavy. You're going to cop? Yeah, I'll probably be wearing them. My next vibe is uh, Ryan McGinley has a new book. Ryan McGinley, uh, he shot our Brad Pitt cover. Yeah. Made some noise for that one. GQ-style collaborator. That's right. Friend of the pod. 
Um, Ryan's new book is all iPhone photos of him and his boyfriend, and it's really sweet. And one thing that I love about it is that, um, you know, like those Brad Pitt photos or his his the work that he shows in his, uh, at Team Gallery and stuff, uh, you probably don't get that feeling of like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Um, but this book of iPhone photos of him and his boyfriend, there's like a vibe of, man, I could, I could probably make something really sweet of my beloved. Do you know the name of the book? It's called Ryan Mark. That's very nice. The boyfriend being Mark and Ryan being Ryan. Um, next vibe. It's getting kind of cold out, but I like to stay active, so I'm spending a lot of time these days on my foam roller. Wow, Okay. A little physical stretching little, it out, a little at home physical therapy. Just I'm into it. Working that IT band. I think a lot of people are up on the foam roller these days. I've been using it for years. It's basically essential for me just staying upright at all. I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to. You need. mostly roll your back, neck, knees, legs. I, I kind of do a full body, like full head, body neck roll. To, yeah, I can like get in there and get the calves done. I get up, you know, like stomach down and do my quads. Back, it feels great. The IT band is crucial. That's the thing that runs connects your hip to your kneecap and the side of your leg. Oh yeah, the side, the side yeah. joint. Oh yeah, it hurts like hell. I mean, we've done this. We've done Epsom baths. I think That's we could. Right. Tr- we, you know, if, if this doesn't pan out for us, we could transition into physical, <laughs> phys- a really hip physical therapy pod. Um, I'm gonna go with you know, in, in the menswear world, you're constantly being told you got to have a tailor, have a personal relationship with your tailor, yeah. give your tailor a Christmas present, tip your tailor, <laughs> know know the language of your tailor, all that, but for your framer. Ooh, yeah. Got yeah. it. Shout out this to Cookie at CLV. Um, CLV Art Services in Chelsea. Yeah, wow. that's the homie. Um, I think it's, you know, you just need a relation. You can't just roll into some framer and expect them to know what you've got, know what else is going on on your walls, and give you good advice on your next piece. Yeah, totally. So you just want an evolved relationship. And eventually, like all these things, you know, it can start to um, – you know, they'll help you out with something on a quicker turnaround. Oh, they'll big give time. you a little discount. Yeah. You're not in it for yourself and the rewards. You're in it for the relationship and the quality advice from somebody who knows more than you do about their profession. Framing can involve a lot of really tough decisions. It is, and it's expensive. Float this thing. Am I going to mount this thing? Yeah. How much? It's wicked expensive if you're doing it well. And an art piece, a photograph, no matter what it is, a, a memento, something you copped on eBay, uh, it can make or break. It can take something and make it sore, or it can just make it feel like a waste of money. Yeah. So get a good framer and stick to him or her. Um, the stick final, to them. The final vibe for episode eight here, and I just want to take a minute to say something. If you like corporate lunch, which we hope you do, tell a friend. Tell en- a friend. Encourage them to listen to corporate lunch. Squash the RT button. If you hate corporate lunch, tell a friend. Tell a friend we'll, it sucks. We'll take the hate listen. Absolutely. Just, just you know, spread also, the word. Also, while we're at it, while we're being promotional, yeah. cop the fall issue of GQ Style. Ooh. It's, it's smoking. You can order it on the internet. You can get it at the airport. You can get it at the corner newsstand. Just get the new issue. The shit is dope. If you like what we do, you should see what we do in print form. It's good. I swear. What was your vibe? I'm done. The last vibe is um, taking a long walk. I have a signature move. It's called the long walk. The soulful long walk. And just a nice, long, constitutional. I like it to do it in the sort of early evening hours. I often invite a friend. Twilight? Yep. 
And it's like, instead of happy hour, sometimes I'll just like meet a homie after work and walk home. It takes about two hours. We cross a bridge. We talk about stuff. We cover the issues. That's awesome. The issues of the day, personal and political. Yeah. I mean, somewhere around mile, like two and a half or three is when you really just start to open up. Yeah. You're kind of, your muscles are warm. You might start to perspire a little bit and the heart just opens and spills out. <laughs> and you just, it's an important thing. I try to do it a couple times a month. I current, you know, everyone else just, you know, if you do one thing this week between now and episode nine, take a walk with a homie. No, can I walk you home one day? Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is Corporate Lunch. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bless.